Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy, ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. Sunday morning. Welcome to another episode of Collider Mailbag. And I'm your host, John Roca. Getting ready. I, you know, I stretched out uh, this morning, had some good breakfast because I knew I was going to get in the ring with one of my favorite friends and colleagues and also adversaries, Jeff Snyder. Welcome back to Collider Mailbag. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm curious, though, John, what did you have for breakfast this morning? I had eggs. And turkey sausage and pancakes. So I'm all carved up. Wow. I'm all proteined okay. up. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How uh, are you? I don't eat breakfast. It's for the week. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I really just had oatmeal. That's the way it goes now. Um, oatmeal. <laughs> I got my oatmeal. oatmeal. All yeah, right. Wilford Brimley. Uh, how are you doing overall, man? How's it going with you? I'm hanging in there, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Looking we- forward to CinemaCon. Looking forward to some, some March Madness. Yes. Kicked off. Yeah. Uh, Scott Mance was on yesterday for uh, Mailbag, and he mentioned that the Tribeca Film Festival is coming up as well, and they're doing a uh, 40th anniversary of Apocalypse Now called Apocalypse Now, the, the Final Cut, which oh, okay. will be a whole new cut of the movie, and it'll be released in 4K later. That's exciting. That excites me. I thought you were going to say 40th anniversary, like, celebration of Scott Mance. No, oh, like It's definitely be nice. beyond 40. <laughs> don't say that. We don't know. Uh, anyway, all right. So we're going to answer some questions. You know, Jeff's been on the show before. I love you, Mance. Well, yeah, we, we both do. Uh, we're going to answer some questions from you, the fans. As always, you know how it is when we put the call out on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. Please put that hashtag Collider Mailbag when you're answering so I can find your questions and have them selected for the show. You can also email us, mailbag at Collider. Com, and, uh, they'll, you know, I go through all those as well, pick out some of the best ones. I picked out about 15 to 20 this time around, sent them to Jeff. Jeff picked out five. He was really excited about those are the ones we're going to talk about here. So I get uh, first dibs over, Mance. Yeah, you do. Always. <laughs> uh, let's jump into it. Our first question. Is, killing Mance yeah, on You are. Because, you, you know, he, you, want, you want to do better. I get it. It's a Sunday show. Uh, uh, Cody Guest. This is the email from Cody Guest. He writes, if you could pick one movie character to go on a week-long vacation, with who would it be and where would you go? Jeff's not. Oh boy. Um, well, 
I think it depends on the type of vacation you're trying to have. Because okay. it's like I picked a guy and a girl. Okay. You want to balance. Yeah, because it's like is it a romantic uh, vacation? Right. You know? Right. Like, mm, who knows? All right. Either way, I picked two characters both from the same universe. Okay. And that is the Judd Apatow universe. All right. So if I had to go away with a guy on a vacation, you want someone who you're going to be able to have some fun with, sure, you know, sure. get along with. He's going to make you laugh. He's going to be cool. I think I would go with Seth Rogen's Ben Stone from Knocked Up. Okay. Yeah. Like before he figured things out or after he figured things out? When he was like a, a schlubby uh, So Ben Stone up. at the end of the movie. Not no. Ben, Sto- ben Stone at the beginning of yes, the movie. Yes, that's a fun guy. The guy getting, the guy having not his Mr. friends Not Mr. Responsible, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if I have to get pink eye, I think that means that the week went well. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> and if I had, if I had to do, take a, a lady yes. uh, on a week-long vacation, it would be Mila Kunis's Rachel Jansen from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That- and I would go right back to where that movie's set. I'd go back to Hawaii at the, uh, what is it, the Turtle Bay yeah, or Turtle something Bay. like that? Yep. I don't know what it is. but uh, has got to be a That, that place was beautiful. She's beautiful. She's so cool in that movie. She's just like a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, those would be my two picks. What about Damn you, John? It, that's a great choice. Uh, I would have to pick, for me, the number one character I would go on a trip with is Indiana Jones. I would absolutely go for a week-long like vacation a with Indiana. And I'll tell you why. Because he would be full of stories. Stories, full of stories about his exploits, about what he went through. Plus, if I was a single guy, I'm sure he would attract some ladies over so, to our table. So you like some adventure. Conversation. Of course. And then, of course, he would find his way into some adventure, finding some kind of, and I'd be tagging along, be figuring m- it Mutt out. Williams. I'd be Mutt, exactly. <laughs> or or uh, John Rhys-Davies. I'd be uh, one of his guys hanging out with him, uh, trying to solve uh, whatever they're trying to solve or get the artifact. Okay. That would be a lot of fun. Female-wise, uh, I think Sandra Bullock, Gracie Hart from uh, Miss Congeniality. I would love to hang okay, out with her. Okay, she is Miss Congeniality, yeah, after Miss Congeniality. all. <laughs> and, and the Gracie at the end of the movie, when she's a little more, like, less judgmental, a little more understanding, uh, it would be great to hang out with her. Plus, I know I'd be, if there's any kind of thing that went down, I got an FBI agent hanging out with me that can oh, handle the business. Oh, you feel safe. Yeah, I feel safe okay. with her. But if I had both of them, that would be the ultimate. This, that trilogy, or trio, would be a lot of fun to hang out with. Certainly for Indiana Jones and Miss Congeniality. I like it. That's <laughs> some good conversations. <laughs> that sounds else. like fun. Because Indiana Jones would say this, this, and this, and she'd be like, you know you broke the law here, here, and here. And oh. That would be a lot of fun out there just getting high listening to those two going at each other. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with you doing Ben Stone? It's certainly getting high, son. Just, I didn't know we're talking about that here. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. All right. What's uh, the second question we got Inst- here? Jeff? It comes from Instagram mm-hmm. and from Spoopstagram. Yeah, I don't know. Nice, nice name. <laughs> what Oscar-caliber director would you like to see take a stab at the horror genre? I think Tarantino's witty dialogue and brutal imagery would translate perfectly. Uh, well, the top two for me were Ang Lee uh, and Ineratu. And Ineratu comes so close to being horror with some of his films, like with The Revenant, even with Birdman, that's more of a, a, a contemplative film. The Revenant is a really uh, gritty uh, uh, you know, cold, stark film about the dangers of revenge, right? Well, how hard you can push yourself when you got, want to get revenge on somebody. And I would like to see that in a horror aspect. The way he does that would be incredible. Ang Lee would be more of a, a, a contemplative horror, reflective horror. Uh, you know, we saw a little bit of that in The Hulk 
Uh, and in Brokeback Mountain, you see what he can do with these characters as they explore a, you know, a taboo subject at their time. What can he explore in horror that he could bring out through, uh, through that? And the ice storm, if you saw in the ice storm, those dinner scenes alone, so much tension. So you know he knows how to build tension just from human interaction, throw in a horror aspect to it. It'd be a lot of fun. So this is all right. Well, yeah, because I guess we have two questions that are kind of the same today. But uh, so it's what Oscar caliber director would take a stab at the mm-hmm. horror genre? I'd like to see Steven Spielberg. Uh, really? Yeah. Do, okay. do a horror movie because um, I know he. I mean, like obviously he kind of did Poltergeist, right? That's that, uh, that, that's that's the rumor. So Hooper is credited as having done. Poltergeist. Uh, yes, that 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 is sort of the the rumor. But um, yeah, exactly. Spielberg's never really done a proper one. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you count Jaws, which you could. That is a horror, could, in my opinion. You yeah. Could. Um, so that would be interesting, and also like PTA, Paul Thomas uh, Anderson. Yeah, oh, Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson doing a horror movie, I think, would be super interesting. Would you argue that Plainview is a villain? Uh, no, I, I can see that argument, but I don't think that that means it's a horror movie. No, no, I'm saying if he can get that kind of performance out of Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, oh, PTA could could direct the hat like he could direct like an Oscar winning villain turn similar to like Heath Ledger in yes. Dark Knight yeah. or uh, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Right. So you or could, Christoph Waltz, you know. Exactly. And so you could see that horror aspect come into a movie like that with his direction I could, of a oh character yeah, I like could that. see him definitely directing like a supporting actor to an Oscar win in a horror movie. Yeah, I could see that as well. That'd be interesting. All right, let's move on to our next one. Um, uh, it is uh, from Chelsea McIntyre. It's an email. Hey, Collider Crew. I've been, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days and wondering what your thoughts are. If you could recast the Avengers with any actor slash actress from history, who would you choose? My answer would be cast Jimmy Stewart as Captain America, Captain America, Catherine Hepburn as Black Widow, and Cary Grant as Iron Man. As always, keep up the good job. Thank you for all that you do. Snyder! Wow. What a question. This is I, I kind of love this one because um, I love anything to do with casting. So... I say we go one character at a time, okay. back and forth. Okay, sounds All good. Right. My Iron Man. Stop cheating, by the way. I'm looking at I know you are. I don't like it. Go ahead. My Iron Man would be Tom Cruise. Oh, as Tony okay. Stark, which I think that they were they ever interested him. Uh, I think they were for that yeah, early they were, on. They were. The yeah, rumors I mean, he, are he didn't like the fact that his face would be covered by a mask, right. so he didn't do it. Big, big, big mistake. Who Tom. knows? If it's uh, true. Iron Man, Tom Cruise, hands down. Okay, Iron Man, Clark Gable. Yeah, yeah. Billionaire playboy, smirk on his face, rapid fire dialogue. Watch him in Gone with the Wind again. Not one of my favorite movies. Is he tough? But he is. Clark Gable? I will submit to you the misfits, and you tell me if he's tough or not. An aging cowboy at the end of his career. He's tough as nails in that movie. Cimarron, tough. Oh, not Cimarron. Mogambo, tough as nails in that movie. He is a tough dude, Clark Gable, and he's been through it all, and he would have that twinkle in his eye that Iron Man has. All right. Go ahead. Captain America. Yeah. Robert Redford. Ooh, nice choice. Yeah. I mean, I think it it was kind of perfect that he ended up in that franchise Mm -hmm. anyways. Um, But yeah, young Robert Redford with that twinkle in his eye and that kind of like, you know... I'm good, goody two shoes, American. Right. Yeah, I like it. I would have. I chose Paul Newman, and I like. Very. I, I was thinking of Paul Newman too. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I think we're right on the same page there. Well, with Paul Newman, most you know, with uh, Robert Redford, he has tackled some political things in his movie Three Days of Condor, the candidate that are the question, uh, you know, what we've been presented in our society. 
Captain America through the trilogy does that, especially in Winter Soldier. So I think Paul Newman consistently does that through all his films, and I think he would have the right to... Plus, you could see him wearing the Captain America thing and kind of championing America, right? And then also questioning what America is doing with that intelligence like he does with Nick Fury. I think he'd be great. His cool hand Luke body. I can see uh, that decked out in the armor. Uh, Black Widow. Deborah Winger. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was Deborah Winger, right? Um, I'm going to go with uh, 90s badass. Oh. Demi Moore. Oh, Demi would be a good Black Widow. Yep. I like it. I guess I went a little older than you. I was trying to explore because it's a little bit tougher for me to go down there, but that's a nice choice. You were thinking more like classic? Yeah, classic actors. Stars. So I put, it did say it said Jimmy time, Stewart. They did. They did. So okay. they, when he mentioned, or when, uh, I don't know if Chelsea's a man or a woman, so Chelsea, I'm, I'm, Chelsea yeah, could be know. either way. Could, so could. Uh, they mentioned Jimmy Stewart, Catherine Hepburn, and Cary Grant. I, that's where my mindset was. So for me, I see. Black Widow, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth okay. Taylor. That would be. Very good. In that black outfit and also playing both sides. We've seen her as she got older play roles like Butterfield Aiden, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, where she can play both sides, hero and villain, quite effortlessly in the same movie. I like that Demi Moore can kind of be like a seductress, oh, yeah. but also like a badass like you saw in G.I. Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how she'd do with like a Russian accent if she if, if she kind of needs one. Yeah, I mean, right? It's she's Russian. Isn't I don't she? know if she ever did a Russian accent. Uh, but well, yeah, Scotland I don't know. Yes, I, I, I like I like where we're at. So I yeah. have Cruz, okay. Redford, Demi Moore, and you have Paul Newman, Clark Gable, Clark, and Black and Elizabeth Taylor. Okay, okay, okay. who was pretty a pretty strong seductress herself back in the day. Hulk. Who do you have for Hulk? Uh, I have Robert Redford as the Hulk. Wow, so you have Redford on your yes. Avengers squad too, but not as Cap. Okay, no, he he could wear the glasses, Hulk. so he'd be the scientist. You Hulk. can see him, and being then when really he turns angry? up and getting angry, he'd be like, kind of it'd be such a nuanced thing. Look, Mark Ruffalo's as meek as they come when you see him in most movies. All of a sudden, he's the Hulk. Robert Redford can play the intelligent scientist aspect of uh, Banner, and then have issues with his anger. If you've seen him, if you watch Three Days of the Condor, he's pretty vicious to Faye Dunaway in certain scenes. You could see him hulking out and getting angry i just see i guess well, i can't i can't in, wrap in my head around it because to me robert redford's like the nice old man at sundance yeah well like, i can't see him hulking out but okay, okay. all right my hulk uh, some of those and, and this might be selected. a little uh, might be a little bit tougher for him to to play bruce banner okay. um but michael clark duncan Oh, I think him Hulk, like as the Hulk is like this kind of like sensitive scientist who right. then just, is just like gigantic. That would be so cool to me if only he was with us. Well, he could play the Hulk, but then you'd have to have someone play Bruce Banner, right? He would play Bruce so Banner. Both. He, he would just be like a big scientist, a guy so who how? doesn't look like a scientist from the outside, okay. but like, you know. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Yeah, th- that's why he would sort of assume Hulk form. Who do you have for Thor? Thor. All right. I think of a guy, he's got to be like blonde and beautiful and have like this great mane of hair <laughs> um, and, and be chiseled. So I went with Patrick Swayze. Oh, interesting. Patrick Swayze right, as right. Thor. That's okay. right. I like it. <laughs> I went with Vincent D'Onofrio. No, 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 no. That's Adventures in Babysitting. I went with Marlon Brando. Oh, you're, man, you're really going deep for the classics. Come on. Okay. Marlon Brando as the Hulk would be. 
I mean, as Thor would be incredible. You could see him with the long hair and the chiseled physique. You know, kind of carrying the picture, hammer. I cannot picture Brando as Thor. I'm struggling right now. I what? gotta be honest. Have you seen Streetcar Named Desire? He is like oh, a sexy, strong, muscular guy in that movie, and in uh, freaking on the waterfront, he's more of a slower guy, but he's still driven by a moral and a principle. All of that as uh, Thor would be very interesting. And if you throw in who I'm going to throw in is Loki, that chemistry would Are be Are we going that deep? Well. I only did those five. You did? Oh, okay. You, well, let me, me throw in. I got Hawkeye. Steve McQueen is Hawkeye. That would be a badass seeing him flinging arrows. And I, and I think that would be the Hawkeye people would like more than the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye, who gets a lot of flack from the fans. Okay. Steve McQueen Hawkeye would be interesting. Uh, I went James Dean for Ant-Man. And uh, my last one was, uh, oh, no, my last two. Loki, as Yul Brenner as Loki, would be very interesting. I've come to, I've come to rule you. Mm. And Lee Marvin as Thanos. Man, if, if our, I don't know how, how old our audience is, but if they know half these people, I'll be, I'll be impressed. Well, you know. Uh, uh, Lee Marvin as Thanos is good. I like it? that. Yeah, 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 He'd be great. Lee Marvin as Thanos. All right, let's move on to our next question, at least since you don't have any more. Uh, what's our next one there, Jeff? All right. If you can is, recover in time. It is an email from Fred Castillo okay. who writes, Hey, uh, Collider Mailbag, I recently saw Captain Marvel twice and liked it more the second time than the first. Uh, my question to you is, what is the best movie you've seen that you like better than more you saw it. Mine is Dogma, which became my favorite movie of all time. Thanks for taking my email and have a great day. Fred C., Dogma's your favorite movie of all time. That's wild, man. That's okay. wild. But Interesting okay. choice. Fair enough. Uh, I have three. Uh, Watchmen I've already said on numerous programs. So I, I've loved the director's cut. Uh, and I watch it now uh, incessantly whenever it's on TV or if I'm in the mood, I'll put it on. Not the original cut, the director's cut. I've learned to appreciate that film more and more over the years. Anchorman is one that got better as I watched it more and more. Uh, but probably The Big Lebowski is the number one thing. When I walked out of The Big Lebowski, I was like, eh, okay, I get it. It's funny. It's not until I watched it over and over and over again that I really got what the Coen brothers were going for and understood the humor and enjoyed the performances and really got what overall what the film was trying to do and I've learned to appreciate that film so much over the last 10 I years. Likely, I, I think you're, you're uh, I'm, I'm with you on Anchorman and Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Those are probably movies that I didn't, I was maybe, maybe a little too young when I first saw them. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not necessarily with Anchorman. I was definitely too young when I saw Big Lebowski and some of the stuff sailed over my head. Right. The more I watched it, it got better. Uh, anyways, mine, I think, yeah. I think comedies are like that though. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. mine's a comedy too. I want to see if you, if you get it just from the quotes. Okay, all right. All right oh, here we go. Oh, Billy. So Cable Guy. Cable Guy. That's right. <laughs> the Cable Guy is my movie. Um, I loved I the didn't cable really guy. like The Cable Guy when I first saw it because it's like, you know, you're, I think I was 12 years old right, when that movie came out. I'd seen Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber. Like, it was wacky Jim Carrey. And then this was just like a different side of Jim Carrey that... I didn't necessarily like, uh, but the more that I watched The Cable Guy, I've come to appreciate its brilliance and what it's saying just about, like, television and entertainment and and friendship and just, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I think holds up really well in that movie, uh, particularly uh, Jim Carrey's performance. It's prescient on a lot of issues yeah. we're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. You know, when reality TV, look who, a reality TV president, like it's mind-blowing when you look at cable, uh, rewatch Cable Guy and see how many things Ben Stiller was kind of 
talking about or foreshadowing that was going to happen in our world, in our entertainment, and in our technology, and how it was going to change us. It's really interesting. And by the way, shout out to Ben Stiller being on the Bill Simmons podcast recently. I don't know if you've listened to that episode yet. I listened to it on the way in this morning. He just it, They dropped it this morning as we're recording this, uh, and it's a fantastic episode. So if you want to listen to something, oh, a great okay. interview with Ben Stiller, go and listen to it at the uh, Bill Simmons call. Okay, let's move on to our last one, and it's an email from Jason Georges. Howdy Outlaw, he writes. A trend I've noticed recently is several directors who are known for their work in horror have made the jump over to big blockbusters, particularly superhero movies. Uh, some examples are Scott Derrickson with Doctor Strange, David F. Sandberg with Shazam, James Wan with Aquaman, and Neil Marshall now with Hellboy 2019. Which director, known for their horror films, would you like to see make a superhero movie, and which hero would you choose? Personally, I think Mike Flanagan, uh, who did a Haunting a Hill House and Gerald's Game, could have a great take on Moon Knight, a hero who suffers from disorder Associative identity disorder. Thanks for taking my question. Regards, Jason. All right. All right. What you got, Riley? Guys who, well, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> these are guys who, who've worked in in horror. Who I yeah. want to see directing a superhero mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. I think like you know Adam Wingard uh, okay. is, is someone who has obviously been getting bigger and bigger budgets to work with, mm-hmm. from Death Note uh, at Netflix to now he's doing that uh, Godzilla movie. Yes. Um, so I, you know I could see Warner Brothers if that Godzilla movie goes well, I could see them uh, giving him you know something in the DC universe mm-hmm. perhaps. Uh, although he's, he may have already turned stuff down. Um, I'm, I'm curious about this director of Brightburn, which you know okay. looks like a superhero movie of sorts, but like a it's a horror movie technically right. like could this guy become the next james gunn who, who uh you know becomes a big horror movie director mm-hmm. but then you know the one that i'll say even though i wasn't really a big fan of us uh, which i still encourage all of you to see mm-hmm. um and let me know what you think uh jordan peele okay jordan peele doing a superhero movie i think would be really interesting mm-hmm. um i think that he he showed his skill for like shot composition uh in in us mm-hmm. and yeah with the right script I, I think there are elements to to peele's work that would really um you know do well with you know within the superhero genre yeah Go. all right uh, i like the idea of karen kusama who uh, just did the imitation, did Destroyer. I like her getting involved in some way. Because, look, Black Widow is nice. Uh, Captain Marvel is nice. These are good. Wonder Woman is cool. But there are some darker female heroes in the superhero universe. And I think getting uh, a female horror movie director to latch on to some of these heroes and explore their darker stories uh, would be very interesting. And Black Widow does have a darker story, but when you cast Scarlett Johansson, I think you're only going to go so deep into that and into the darkness of it all. I think there's a lot of superheroes that you can explore can with Karen Kusama. Like, like, who are some uh, well, of the I ones mean, that you would... You know, when you, look at, uh, when you look at the Justice, like Black Canary has got an interesting story behind her. If you look at the X-Men, Psylocke has interesting stuff going on with her. If you explore even more, I know the Dark Phoenix thing has been done already with Jean Grey, but can you imagine if it had been done with a horror movie director? There would have been more to explore there. You can go through a, a, a plenty of lists of superheroes who have a darker edge to them and darker a vibe to them, and I think Karen Kusama could bring that out, and that would be a lot of fun uh, to see. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any superheroes yourself that you would love to see come to the screen uh, offhand? Uh no, not really. It's not your jam. <laughs> no. oh, I know, Jeff. You're not, you're not a big fan. Of it. Um, I mean, I I, I love Saga. 
Yeah. Uh, Saga's okay. amazing. Dennis is wearing a Lion Cat shirt today in the office. I just want to tear <laughs> it off of Dennis. And, <laughs> well, I always want to tear Dennis' shirt off. But Hello. anyways, um, yeah, no, I, I think that's it. If you did a Catwoman with Karen Kusama, that could be interesting as well with what she confronts uh, within the Gotham universe and the uh, things she has to go. And imagine a Karen Kusama Harley Quinn solo movie. That would be a lot of fun as it w- well. It would. You know, they, they got this other uh, female director, Kat. The end. Right, for Birds of Prey. Right. right. But a solo one would be interesting. All right. Well, these these were awesome questions. I want to thank everybody for sending those questions in. And I want to thank Jeff Snyder for taking the time to stop by. Uh, Jeff, where can people find you, my friend? Uh, At the end Snyder on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Cameo. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I need to to get on that. I I keep getting those notifications. This has been like two months. I need to get on that. You need to play basketball, too, on Saturdays, John. True. Well, I'm in love. I'm in love. Leave me alone. Uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, you can follow me at the Roca says as well on Twitter and on Instagram. But more importantly, you, the fans, can send these questions and for these episodes of Mailbag, you can do so when we put the call outs on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. Uh, when we put it through the Collider video uh, account, you can see those uh, there and put the hashtag Collider Mailbag on your response so I can find it. You just hatched it yeah, on fingers. Yeah. And you can email us at uh, mailbag at collider.com. I go through those questions. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I send them to my guests, see which five they they like a lot and those are the ones we answer on the show which is a lot of fun uh so thanks again for sending these great questions through um subscribe to collider video like and share this video on your social media and uh, comment in the comment section below let us know what your answers to these questions are and uh enjoy the rest of your sunday we'll see you next weekend for another two episodes of collider mailbag have you seen my computer Hey, little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. People notice a healthy smile, but maybe you have tooth sensitivity, bleeding gums, or acid-weakened enamel. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel are trusted specialty toothpastes created to help improve your oral health. For tooth sensitivity, choose Sensodyne. Bleeding gums, get Paradontax. For acid-weakened enamel, Pronamel is the toothpaste for you. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel. Trusted specialty toothpaste to help bring home your healthy smile. Visit Ibotta to earn cash back.